We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Setting the Pace, your go-to Pacers podcast with Alex Golden and Michael Focci. Ball loose. Stevenson for three. Give me one, Lance. Stevenson ties it with 1.6. Duarte, he knows where the clock is, lets it fly and hits again. Halliburton at the buzzer. Captain Kush with another one. Brogdon goes inside and Turner finishes. Halliburton leaves it off for Batase. Go, go. Good job. Oh, what a move by Heald. He lays it in. Heald. Hotter than fish grease. Drops it off to Jalen Smith with the poster. Jackson the catch. Jackson the basket. Washington again. Five of them. Pacers got the steal. Outrunning is Brissette. Pounds it home. It to Taylor. Taylor missed it. Tips it in. Warren lets it fly. Yes! T.J. Warren is not human. Halliburton going to slam it at the other end. It is a beautiful day here in Indianapolis. 71 degrees. It is sunny. It is awesome. And I hope you guys are enjoying this weather. If you're listening to this podcast and you're outside enjoying it, kudos to you. If you're listening to this in the morning, on the car ride, whatever, hope you enjoyed your Saturday. But let's get right into it. The Indiana Pacers lose 111-106. to 106 against the Detroit Pistons at Little Caesars Arena. The Pacers get swept on the road versus Detroit to improve that road record to just 7-25. and 25. What a terrible road record for the Indiana Pacers, but that's good if you're, in, uh, if you're on team tank. But let's get right down to it. So the final three minutes basically of this game, the Indiana Pacers were outscored 12-1. to 1. Just 12-1, to 1, that one point came from an Isaiah Jackson free throw. So pretty interesting. I was kind of curious to see how the Pacers did offensively. So Malcolm Brogdon was the main initiator of the offense while Tyrese Halliburton was off ball. And if you look at the statistics, it kind of makes sense because Halliburton was not great in this game. He was three of eight from the field, one for five from three, just eight points, eight rebounds, seven assists. He was good, but he wasn't great. Malcolm Brogdon, on the other hand, had 26 points. He led the team in points scored, but it took him 23 shots to get there. Brogdon was being a little bit shot happy last night and did not shoot a very high efficient number, just nine of 23. Buddy Hield was seven of 20. One of 10 from the three-point line, and he had 16 points. So not a great game from really any of the starters, to be honest with you. Isaiah Jackson probably had the best game of the five starters because he was out of foul trouble in this one. He only had three fouls in this game. 
12 points, 10 rebounds, 4 10 from the field. Would like to see that up a little bit percentage-wise, but still not the end of the world. It was good to see Dwayne Washington Jr. have a nice bounce-back game, 16 points off the bench. He shot 50% from the field and from three, knocking down four three-pointers. But Jalen Smith, 29 points, once again, led the big men in minutes here between Terry Taylor, Jalen Smith, and Isaiah Jackson. He was 5 of 12 from the field, just 1 of 5 from three, but 11 rebounds. So a really good game from him. Chris Duarte did not play. Google Bataza did not play. And Kiefer Sykes did not play as well. Um, the other Pacers that you are familiar with are out due to injury. TJ McConnell, TJ Warren, Miles Turner, and, of course, Ricky Rubio. But, um, yeah, so just, just a weird week for the Pacers. They ended up going 2-2, two and two, splitting with the Orlando Magic, losing to Detroit, but getting an impressive win at home before they had this road trip against the Boston Celtics. You know, nobody expected that to happen, but the Pacers were on fire that game. They won 128 to 107. Just fantastic shooting all around from this team. O'Shea Brissett, 9 of 14. Brogdon, 7 of 13. Halliburton, 8 of 12. Buddy Hield, 8 out of 15. Isaiah Jackson, 5 of 6 in that game. So just a really good game for the Pacers, and it was a fun win. I think everybody's excited, you know, to see them get wins here and there. But at the end of the day, we want to see this team continue to rack up losses so they can grow their chances at getting a top four pick in the NBA draft. But with that being said, two and two this week, not the end of the world. Let's look at this upcoming week before we go to five with Fachi. So on Sunday, the Indiana Pacers are going to finish up that road trip against the Washington Wizards. Then on Tuesday, they play the Cavaliers. And after that, they've got like a four-day break. No game Wednesday, no game Thursday, no game Friday. Then they don't play till eight o'clock Saturday on the road against the San Antonio Spurs. So the Big Ten's, uh, the, the men's Big Ten tournament will be here at uh, Gambridge Fieldhouse. So there will be no home games for the Pacers during that stretch. And then they're going to be on the road that Saturday, Sunday to play the Spurs and the Hawks. So a little bit of a break there for the Pacers. Hopefully they can get some rest. If you want to get out to one of those games, there's only going to be one home game, and that's against the Cavaliers. And the Cavaliers currently have lost a few games here as they uh, are dealing with injury. This is good for the Pacers. And that draft pick that they own from the Cavaliers, currently it is 19th overall in this year's draft. So with that 19th overall pick and that 33rd overall pick from the Rockets, the Pacers could move up and they can maybe get somebody in that 14 to 18 range. It's possible. It's really possible they could move up if they want to. So I'm interested to see what happens there. But now we're going to take a quick break and bring on the one and only Michael J. Fachi with our one of our favorite segments, I with Fachi. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
All right, we are back, and we are back with five with Fachi. I'm going to be discussing five names that you should be keeping in mind for the Pacers uh, pick that, that, that is owed to them through the Cleveland Cavaliers. That pick is currently slated to be 19th overall. Man, it feels like it's getting better by the day. And so say the Pacers are slated to pick roughly around 19. Uh, a name that I had in mind that I know uh, my co-host is going to agree with, Nikola Jovic. The 6'10 point forward, uh, deemed arguably the top international prospect in the draft, currently is on most mock boards right in that range around 19. Tankathon.com had him as the 18th overall pick uh, when I was just looking at this moments ago. And we recently had Rafael Barlow on our show, founder of NBA Draft Junkies.com, who raved about Jokic. He'll be freshly turned 19 at, uh, right when the draft rolls around, making him one of the youngest players uh, slated to go in the first round. His numbers are not going to jump off the page, but neither did Giannis, Jokic, or really any other international prospect, as it's far more of a team-oriented game over there. However, he is a fantastic passing uh, you know, big man for his size at 6'10", uh, and his game likely translates better to the NBA than over in Europe. Uh, there is a lot more to be desired about Jovic, which we will see right around the NBA Combine. Moving over next, Wendell Moore, 6'6", small forward. He's a junior out of Duke. Moore can do a little bit of everything. He averaged 13.2 points per game on 51% shooting and 40% from three. Five and a half rebounds, 4.6 assists, and one and a half steals. He is regarded as a standout defender with NBA-level athleticism. The Pacers will need to continue to add athleticism uh, and also players that can buy in defensively. Moving over next, EJ Liddell. Liddell is a 6'7 junior power forward out of Ohio State with range. Uh, he averaged 19.5 points per game to go along with 7.7 .7 rebounds and 2.6 blocks. He did it on 50% shooting from the field and 38% from three on a healthy four, uh, four plus attempts per game. This draft class could see three power forwards go in the top seven picks, and Liddell is currently slated as the fifth best power forward. So if you can get him right around pick 19 or 20, it's an absolute steal and a position of need for the Pacers. With far too many questions regarding re-signing TJ Warren and Jalen Smith, Liddell could be a great fit for the Pacers. Moving over next, jo Jeremy Sohan, the 6'9 freshman out of Baylor. He is a uh, small forward and power forward viewed as one of the most gifted defenders in this year's draft. His defensive rating in this draft class is elite, and he's a promising rebounder at over six rebounds per game. He's a true hustle guy that's going to do all the small things to win. He's also viewed as the third best uh, small forward in this draft, which says a lot. Um, because, you know, over at 20 in this draft, it's not really known for great small forwards. A lot of, you know, power forwards in this draft that, that, are, that are great. A lot of good shooting guards. But Jeremy Sohan is a player that I think is would be a, a steal at roughly 19 or 20. But he could go higher. So might not be there, but right in that range. His offensive game still needs to catch up to his defensive abilities. But this is someone whose stock could rise. So, you know, we hope he's there. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait to see. Last, Patrick Baldwin Jr., one of the highest-ranked prospects coming into college. Baldwin Jr. is a 6'10", small forward, power forward, uh, who, you know, obviously I mentioned he's a freshman. He elected to commit to Milwaukee, where his father was the head coach, uh, instead of the Kentuckys and Duke of the world five-star recruit. Uh, however, it just did not work out for Milwaukee. It did not work out for Patrick Baldwin Jr., and it did not work out for his father, who's been relieved of his job, unfortunately. Um, look, he struggled this year, but his game, it, you know, I think it translates better to the NBA. 
I'm I'm catching kind of a Zaire Williams feel that for Zaire last year, it just did not work out, but everybody knew that he was very talented. Ended up going 10th overall to the Memphis Grizzlies, and I know that they're in love with him. So it just feels like this is a player that could be worth rolling the dice right around pick 1920. You'd be getting an extremely talented player that you can ease along. Those are my top five names to keep in mind for the Pacers uh, pick that is owed to them through Cleveland. So, you know, we're mentioning right around that 20 range. So uh, a a lot's going to change from now until the draft, but keep those players in mind. Hope you enjoyed Five with Fauci. We will be back next week. Coming right at you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, everybody. So for the quote of the week, I've got to go to the one and only Rick Carlisle. Look, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention now, but Malcolm Brogdon has now officially played in four games since returning from injury. The one game he has not played um, after the All-Star break was the game against the Orlando Magic Monday night after playing Sunday against the Boston Celtics. So he did not play on the second half of a back-to-back. Here's what Rick Carlisle had to say about Malcolm Brogdon Friday after they lost to OKC last week. He said, look, I love him. As a player, he's exactly what we need. Sunday, after they beat Boston, he said, the key guy is Brogdon. When Brogdon plays, we're a different basketball team. (laughs) Wednesday, after they beat the Orlando Magic, he said of Brogdon, he is the best all-around player on our team. Okay, so then you fast forward to Friday's game where I already told you, Brogdon, 9-23, not great shooting, did lead the team in scoring with 26 points, This is what Rick Carla had to say about Brogdon after a 111-106 loss to Detroit. Malcolm's playing terrific. He's aggressive. He's a heat-seeking missile going to the paint. We need him to do that. Okay, so I'm going to be keeping track of this at AlexGoldenNBA on Twitter moving forward because I am just blown away by the praise that Rick Carlisle is giving Malcolm Brogdon. Look, You can call Malcolm Brogdon the best player on this team. You can talk about how talented he is, whatever. But I never heard Brogdon just go on and on and gush about Malcolm Brogdon all year long up until after the All-Star break. If you remember what Carlisle said about Karis LeVert, pretty much from the end of December until he was traded, nothing but praise for Karis LeVert, nothing to criticize his game whatsoever, always went out of his way to compliment him. If you think there is some kind of uh, connection here, I I think you're onto something. And I am very much reading the tea leaves here. To me, Rick Carlisle is trying to do whatever he can to go out of his way to praise Malcolm Brogdon, not only because it's somewhat deserved, but because it will increase that trade value. So 
That is something I'm keeping an eye on. So if you guys want to hear what Rick Carlisle has to say about Malcolm Brogdon every single game for the remaining schedule, um, then make sure you guys check that out. But now we're going to head over to Fachi for our Player of the Week and the Ricky Report. Let's get ready to rumble! All right, we are back for the setting the pace player of the week. Then that player that's from last Friday to this Friday, as mentioned, this is before the Detroit Pistons game. We're going with Goggles himself, Jalen Smith. He played at least 25 minutes in all four games over the past calendar week, and he averaged 14.2 points on 53% shooting and 42% from three. Also had 9.7 rebounds per game. So this man ain't no chopped liver on the boards. Uh, he's been extremely efficient with every basket and every rebound pull. Feels like this man is getting one foot further out the door in regards to returning to Indiana next season. Pacers, the situation they are in with uh, Jalen Smith is absolutely ridiculous. I think the league needs to uh, you know, revisit this policy. The fact that the Pacers can only offer him $4.7 million, it's... It's ridiculous. It's a slap in the face because Jalen Smith has outperformed, you know, that offer. His best performance on the week was a 15.15 rebound performance in the overtime win against Orlando Magic. Just for reference, he's had three double-doubles in eight games as a Pacer. He had just four double-doubles in his career before coming to uh, the Pacers. So Jalen Smith making his setting the pace debut as our player of the week. I hope you guys enjoyed this segment and look forward to it. Every week. The Rookie Report, brought to you by Pizza King. Located at 135 and Fairview Road. Call us at 317-882-0340 to place your order today. Pizza King, a proud sponsor of Setting the Pace. The Rookie Report. Duarte inside scores his first NBA points. Now Duarte, his three is perfect. Duarte. He knows where the clock is, lets it fly, and hits again! Beat him up! Duarte, step back three, and hits his third! That's a tough three, too. Now Duarte, another three! Here's a long three, Duarte! Pacer Nation, welcome back to the Rookie Report. We are going to be detailing all of the rookies that have played over the past week. So that is last Friday to this Friday as we are recording this before the Detroit Pistons game. So starting first, Chris Duarte played in just two games over the past week as that toe injury has lingered. In the two games that he's played, he averaged nine points on 41% shooting. He went two of five from three. He averaged four rebounds and one assist per game. Is it vintage Duarte? No, it's not. But we do know that toe injury. It's been acting up a bit. His best performance on the week was an 11.4 rebound performance in a win against the Boston Celtics. He has since moved back to the bench with a healthy Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald in the starting lineup. Moving over next, we have Isaiah Jackson. Isaiah played in all four games in the calendar week as he returned from an ankle injury. Uh, He averaged 12.5 points on 80% shooting. Yes, you heard that right, 80% and 5.2 rebounds per game. 
to go along with 2.75 blocks. That's 11 blocks total in the four games over the past week. It has been awesome to see him in the starting lineup. And his best performance on the week was a 17.6 rebound and five blocks showing in an overtime loss against OKC. Or you can make a great debate, his eight of eight shooting from the field and a seven rebound performance in an overtime win against the Orlando Magic. If he can cut his fouls down, the sky's the limit for Isaiah Jackson. Moving over next, we have Kiefer Sykes. All the new faces coming to Indiana, coupled with the Pacers getting healthier, has made minutes very hard to come by for Kiefer. He made just two appearances last week. One of them was just two minutes against the Boston Celtics, while he logged 15 minutes against Orlando. Rough news, went scoreless in both games, failed to make an impact. The odds are heavily stacked against Kiefer now that Brogdon is healthy. Dwayne Washington Jr., the undrafted two-way sniper out of Ohio State, is on a bit of a cold streak. Uh, he appeared in all four games over the past week, but the results were not pretty. Dwayne averaged 4.7 points on 24% shooting. That's 7 of 29 from the field, and he was 3 of 11 from 3. While the man could get hot at any minute, it's been quite a few hours since he's gotten hot. Um, he did have seven assists over the four games, but unfortunately, he had six turnovers. His best performance of the week was an 11-point performance against Orlando in the loss. Moving over next, Terry Taylor. The Austin PA legend appeared in four games on the week, despite just playing two minutes against Boston. Uh, he averaged five points on eight of 11 shooting and three rebounds per game. This was coming off of three straight games in double-digit scoring. However, Isaiah Jackson was out for those games and that stretch. So Terry's seen his minutes take a, a bit of a hit once Isaiah Jackson became healthy and went to the starting lineup. Terry's best performance on the week was a 7.5 rebound and three assist performance on three or four shooting against Orlando. The two minutes against Boston killed his numbers on the week, but with the emergence of Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson getting healthy and the fact that Goga, well, even has a pulse, it's been, it's been hard for Terry to get consistent minutes, but when he's on the court, he's been productive. That's all we got for the Rookie Report for this week, so I hope you enjoyed it, and stay tuned because we're coming back at you next week with the Rookie Report. All right, everybody. Now we're going to end the show with our Fan of the Week. This was a really special episode. Um, last week, we had our first husband-wife duo on, and this time we changed things up a little bit, went back to the solo guest, but this time we're going to be joined by Eric English. You can find him on Twitter at RoamingGnome. 74 and he's got a great story i'm gonna let him explain it here in this episode or in this segment of the podcast but he's a he's a really good dude die hard pacer fan and if you've ever heard of the pacers digest then eric english is one of the founders and creators of the pacers digest so hope you guys enjoy that but uh we're gonna get our fan of the week we'll be right back after that all right everybody and now joining us for our setting the pace fan of the week you can find him on twitter at Roaming Gnome 74, it is the man, the myth, the legend, Eric English. Any relation to Alex English, Eric? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no relation, but I've, I've been hearing that, well, ever since I was a kid, so. Hey, I love to hear that. So let me just get right into it. So uh, you are an ad administrator of the Pacers Digest message board, and I think a lot of fans are familiar 
with the uh, the Pacers Digest. So just kind of give me a little bit of background on what kind of helped you guys get that started and, and why you became such a big fan of the team. Well, it goes back to uh, the Indie Star message board days back in the um, mid to early night. Yeah, mid to early 90s. And basically when the environment got to where the, the board wasn't being administered, um, basically my closest friend Hicks, or he goes by Hicks on the digest, but uh, Mark, he basically started a place where we could go to that was pretty much administered. And uh, he started out as the loan administer, administrator, then he brought in uh, Peck and then he brought in me and basically a host of folks. And we had had that running for, for pretty much till today. Not wow. as much traffic as it used to be, but it, we're still around. Hey, that's pretty awesome. I mean, look, we always love talking to, you know, fans that, that are, that have been with the team for a long time. And it sounds like you've been supporting for quite some time. What was kind of your earliest memories that maybe hooked you as a Pacer fan? Well, Basically, it, it was the uh, probably Michael Jordan fever, believe it or not. Um, in the uh, in the 80s or late 80s, pretty much, Michael Jordan was starting to become a thing. And I thought it was pretty cool that uh, being in Fort Wayne, because that's where I'm from. It's like I didn't even know at the time that uh, Indiana even had a team. And it was just shocking that there was a team that you know, played on that play that was in the same league as Michael Jordan that represented Indiana. And basically uh, coming around to that, it led to uh, finding out about the Pacers. And I followed, you know, I followed the standings for the Pacers, but uh, a friend of mine had won tickets to a Pacers game and in 1994, um, it was basically, it was a Pepsi promotion. And it was, oddly enough, Shack Attack versus the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> and I had went to that. And basically, I was, a, I was a Pacer fan, you know, where I basically took a bus trip down with a bunch of other, you know, with a bunch of Magic or Shack fans and pretty much... After that game, I was I was set ever since. That's pretty awesome, man. So let's just kind of get into it. So obviously you're a season ticket holder, and we've talked about that a little bit. So tell me exactly what you love about this current team and maybe the moves that they made at the trade deadline. Well, I, I love the moves. I think we were stagnant with uh, what we had before, and – Basically, you have to give up quality to get quality. And I'd imagine, you know, the Halliburton deal just kind of came out of nowhere, considering the rest of the league didn't even know he was available. But, yeah, we had to give up, you know, a, a major piece. But I think we got a major piece that's, you know, that's going to be around for a very long time. I very much hope so. I mean, the Halliburton addition to this team has – really feels like almost two different seasons. Like right now, I feel like we're almost starting another season just because of the amount of hope that we have. So what are you looking forward to seeing most through the remaining, you know, 20 games of the year? Just see time for uh, development to see what, 
you know, if the pieces that we hit still have are going to mesh together, you know, how is Miles going to, you know, Miles Turner going to fit in with uh, Brogdon and, and Halliburton? And, you know, are we going to see TJ Warren? Mm-hmm. So it basically seeing how the pieces that we have fit. Yeah. And I think that's a great, that's a great thing to look forward to. Obviously I just want to see these guys healthy and get them back on the floor. So um, you already mentioned him earlier, Matt Peck, obviously there's a connection there between me and Fachi and Matthew Peck, because he was a fan of the week on this show and he's hooked me up with some tickets a couple of different times this season. So um, he actually brought something to my attention and then mentioned you as a, uh, as a guy that listens to our show regularly and kind of told me a little bit about your story and how unique it is. So would you be uh, able to tell us a little bit about your story and uh, kind of just go down that path for us? Yeah, definitely. Well, it basically goes back to uh, about two years ago when uh, when COVID start or kind of cropped up and the uh, league shut down. Basically, I think it was like uh, mid-March of, of 20. And that was the last game that I had my eyesight. Mm. Um, I lost my eyesight due to, uh, diabetic complications, also known as diabetic retinopathy. And at one point, basically within 90 days of that, I had lost, um, pretty much about 85% of my eyesight. And essentially after surgeries and whatnot, um, I've regained probably about, I'd say about 35 to 40% of my eyesight in one eye. So kind of like the old, you know, saying my dad used to say, blind in one eye, can't see out the other. That pretty much, you know, describes me to a T at this point. But uh, yeah, I know (laughs) I get asked this quite often. Well, why do you still go to Pacer games if you can't see? And it, it, and there's a lot to that. A lot of, you know, a lot of my friends like Matt Peck and, you know, Bill S and, and other uh, Digest members go there. And over the, uh, I'd say 18 years that I've been a season ticket holder, I've developed a lot of friends with, you know, ushers and different staff in the arena. You know, the field house is my home away from home. And basically, just because, you know, the action on the court is pretty much nearly impossible for me to see without, you know, without the aid of that huge-ass jumbotron we got. But I can see enough to to where it's enjoyable. And also... um, my good friend Tamara, she comes to a lot of games with me, and I've introduced her to the team and basically NBA basketball, and she's, uh, you know, really grateful, and she helps me out by pointing things out, so I make it work. Wow, Eric, that's truly, you know, I give you a lot of credit, and I definitely love the loyalty that you have for this team. Uh, is there something, is there a memory in specific of you being a season ticket holder that you will never forget from being at a game? Oh, the best memory I have, I, I know I'd uh, seen the picture via Twitter, 
but that's a picture of me and my ex-wife with Tyler Hansbrough. And we were honored at half court for uh, basically kind of uh, going on the Western roadie with the Pacers. We had basically had, uh, went to, uh, the, you know, at the Los Angeles Lakers, at Golden State, and at Sacramento. And we had made the trip, and basically um, we were kind of almost given the royal treatment. You know, we were um, able to uh, be pointed out on the broadcast by uh, Chris and Quinn and whatnot. And when we got back, um, Rob Laycock, who used to be the uh, IT uh, marketing person for the Pacers, had asked if, you know, they had noticed that we were on, you know, TV and whatnot and wanted to know if, you know, we wanted to be honored as, you know, as the, as the Pacers guest at the next home game. And yeah, we definitely had taken it up. And to my surprise, yeah, they had Tyler out there and, you know, they had us, you know, had a signed Jersey for us. It was, a, it was a, it was a wonderful experience and it kind of just goes to, uh, show that the Pacers definitely take care of their season ticket holders. Yeah. And that's an awesome story, man. And I really, you know, I hate that you're having to go through what you're going through uh, without being able to see the games, but I love your passion. I love how you are still so loyal to this team. And I think it was Matt who actually brought it to my attention that, you know, one of the best ways for you to get content is by listening to different podcasts and that listening to our podcast helps you kind of, get the Pacers content that you need. So that was really cool to hear from him. So as we wrap things up here, Eric, uh, my last question for you, who is your current uh, favorite Pacer player right now on the roster and then favorite Pacer of all time? Let's see. Favorite Pacer of all time. We'll go there. And I will say it has to be Reggie, you know, the, the <laughs> Miller moments and, and everything else and, and getting to, to live through that is, is, pretty much surreal mm -hmm. <laughs> but also mm -hmm. as far as the current <laughs> i love lance he's you know lance, <laughs> lance is my buddy can't go wrong with either i mean you know you named uh, two two fan favorites for sure uh eric i definitely want to thank you for coming on i really really can't say it enough how much i appreciate your loyalty uh you know still going to the games and, and loving the environment like that I mean, that's what it's all about. So I'm glad that Alex and I can, can bring you a little bit of joy, but also that you have all the Pacer Nation behind you. You know, hearing your story is truly inspiring. And just, you know, I thank you for your loyalty to the team. Hey, don't mention it. I love you guys' podcast, and it's, it's definitely my favorite one to listen to. Thank you. <laughs> awesome stuff, man. So make sure you guys, like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, check out Eric on Twitter at RoamingGnome74. That's R-O-A-M-I-N-G-G-N-O-M-E-74. Eric, thank you so much. Hey, thanks. Awesome stuff there from Eric English. I told you guys would really like him. Full of energy, full of Pacers knowledge, and what an incredible story. So thank you so much to our fan of the week. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. This is going to probably be one of the last episodes before Fachi goes on his two-and-a-half-week break because he's getting married to the one and only Amy Craig. So Fachi will be out for about uh, two weeks, maybe a little bit longer than that, but that's okay. Hope he enjoys his wedding and his honeymoon, but we'll be back for the Mailbag Podcast before Fachi does take a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit of a sabbatical from this show, but have no fear. I've got some really cool guests lined up. 
Um, we got Tony is possibly coming on. Kevin Bowen from 107.5 The Fan. We're going to have our mailbag podcast. Those are still going to be intact. I've got some terrific guests coming on for that. Some of them are not Pacer fans, so it'll actually give a little bit of a different feel to it as we get some, you know, NBA fans sharing their thoughts on the Pacers. Um, Really excited about this one. We're going to have a March Madness preview. So it is going to be a really fun show for that one. And then hopefully next week, I'm hoping to get on former Reds catcher, now the current catcher of the Detroit Tigers, Tucker Barnhart. Tucker Barnhart is a huge Indiana Pacers fan. And uh, I wanted to get his thoughts on the team. And so he has agreed to come on. It'll be aired sometime in this upcoming week. So be on the lookout for that. But other than that, guys, I just want to say the shows are going to keep coming. We're going to have a ton of guests on. But, uh, you know, we're going to miss Fachi a lot. So let Fachi know that you're wishing him nothing but the best. Follow him over on Twitter at FACCI. But make sure you put that underscore in front of the F. So at underscore FACCI. Wish him some good luck as he is getting married. In about six days from today. So, Fachi, we're going to miss you, but congratulations and uh, wishing nothing but the best for you and Amy. Um, other than that, follow us on Twitter at Setting the Pace 3, over on Instagram at Pacers Talk, and at Facebook and TikTok at Setting the Pace. I'm at Alex Golden NBA, and we will talk to you all Monday. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.